Nectar of the Gods is what I call it. It's an essential part of most people's life, but for a shift worker, it's lifeblood. Caffeine. Mmm. Coffee. We love it, don't we? In today's episode, I will bring you the latest piece of research around the impact that caffeine is having on our sleep. Shift work can be brutal, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to A Healthy Shift. My name is Roger Sutherland, certified nutritionist, veteran law enforcement officer, and 24-7 shift worker for almost four decades. Through this podcast, I aim to educate shift workers using evidence-based methods to not only survive the rigors of shift work, but thrive. My goal is to empower shift workers to improve their health and well-being so they have more energy to do the things they love. Enjoy today's show. And you are welcome to today's episode of the show. I appreciate each and every one of you. Ah, the nectar of the gods, isn't it? Most of us just can't live without it. But before I go on with today's show, I want you to know that I am a one-to-one coach and I coach people like you to thrive, not just survive while performing shift work. I will work with you to factor in your working life, your home life and your social life to optimise you around social, social work. It's the same thing, isn't it? Shift work to give you more time and energy to do the things that you love outside of shift work. If one-to-one coaching is something that interests you, then head over to ahealthyshift.com and follow the links to my coaching page. Oh, and while you're there, don't forget to scroll down to the bottom of the main page and grab my free ebook and how to do the overnight fast. There's even a few cheeky recipes in there for you as well. All right, caffeine. Now, as shift workers, we rely on it and at the right time that it's perfect. But one thing that I really do need to be very, very clear with you on is so many people come to me over and over again through social media, email, inboxes, through uh, Instagram, and they're saying to me that they can't sleep or they're having problems with sleep. And a lot of the reason is going to be made clear to you today in relation to caffeine. Now, I want to be clear from the outset that I'm not demonising caffeine. In fact, far from it. It's an essential tool in the shift worker's toolbox. I love it myself, and I can assure you, I never want to imagine life without it. Heaven forbid. Now, a recent systematic review and meta-analysis on the effect of caffeine on subsequent sleep was published in February this year, and that's 2022-3 for those that are listening in the future. Now, for those that are unaware... A systematic review is is researching the research, per se. The researcher actually collects a group of relevant papers, and 24 studies in this case, and analyzes the results from all of those papers and publishes a paper on that. And that's it, in exceptionally simple terms for you. So the researcher has absolutely no control over what occurs as its retrospective research. And I'll link to this paper in the show notes. The paper revealed that caffeine consumption reduced total sleep time by 45 minutes and sleep efficiency by 7%. Now, we want to understand, 
To the general person, 45 minutes sleep, yeah. Sleep efficiency, 7%, yeah. But when you're a shift worker and you are suffering from circadian uh, desynchronization and sleep is already an issue, caffeine literally impacts that greatly. And I also want to be quite clear that this paper was not conducted on shift workers. It was conducted on your regular nine to fivers and night sleep. So everything was optimized for them to sleep. So this is not done around shift workers. And shift workers out there, we all know, we struggle purely because of this desynchronization. Now, it's important to note that everyone is different when it comes to caffeine. But understanding the biological impact of caffeine in the brain is actually the same for everyone. Obviously, Rog. Now, the caffeine molecule is almost identical to adenosine and it binds to a vacant adenosine receptors in the brain. Now, adenosine is the chemical in the brain that builds our sleep pressure, forcing us to go to sleep. So the longer that we're awake, the more adenosine is bound to the brain and the more sleep pressure there is for us to go to sleep. And you really start to feel that when you've been awake for an extended period of time. So it's easy to see why caffeine works biologically. Because as we consume caffeine, it blocks the adenosine from binding to its own receptor. But as the caffeine begins to fall away from the receptor, so the free adenosine attaches to the receptor, and the more that does, the more the pressure builds for us to sleep. Now, that's another reason why, if we've been awake for a long time on caffeine and stopped drinking it, all that free adenosine suddenly attaches and the sleep pressure becomes incredibly intense. Now, I want to be clear. I've made that as simple as I possibly can for the layman. So if you're a scientist out there, don't come at me all sciencey. This is a general platform for people to just help, to help people and to try and understand. All right. So just let me be. All right. That's generally it in a nutshell. And we all agree on that. Now, we already know that caffeine has a half-life of four to six hours which is person-dependent. In our body, this means for every can of Coke Zero that you drink, which has got 40 milligrams of caffeine in it, 20 milligrams of that caffeine is still in your system four to six hours later. So let's just look at this paper and what it found. Now, the consumption of caffeine in response to insufficient sleep may impair the onset and maintenance of subsequent sleep. So let me just explain that basically. The less sleep we get, the more caffeine we consume, don't we? And the more caffeine that we consume, the more it's impacting on our sleep. It's a really vicious cycle, but we're all victims to it. We're taking uppers, we're taking downers, we're taking caffeine, we can't sleep, so on and so forth. So it goes on and on and on. Now, the intention of this paper was to try and identify the time after which caffeine should not be consumed prior to bedtime. And as stated before, there were 24 papers that were included in the analysis. And this is what the paper concluded in summary. 107 milligram of caffeine impacts subsequent sleep for almost 8.8 hours. 107 milligrams. So that means that you should not have caffeine for 8.8 hours prior to wanting to go to sleep. So imagine nine hours. 
Now, just to give you an idea, 107, 107 milligrams of caffeine is actually less than two shots. A shot of caffeine or an espresso shot is around about 67 milligrams. So that would be, what, 134 milligrams? And they're telling us that we need, a, we shouldn't, you know, if you're going to have 107 milligrams, that you need to wait nine hours, otherwise it will impact on your sleep. This means that your last cafe latte needs to be consumed by 10pm if you're planning on sleeping at 7am. Night shifters, pay attention, because this can be one of the things that's actually impacting on you. But get this one, this is the best. A standard serve of pre-workout has approximately 200 milligrams of caffeine in it, and the research has showed and specifies that it needs to be consumed just over 13 0.2 hours before sleep to avoid impacting on subsequent sleep. You want to go to bed at 11pm? Well, your pre-workout needs to be drunk by 9am. So imagine that for your night shift as well. All right, so think about that because that's really, really important. And it's also really important to understand that there is caffeine in a variety of other foods and beverages as well. One can of Coke Zero, as I said before, it's got 40 milligrams of caffeine alone. Chocolate, chocolate has caffeine in it. Energy drinks, huge amounts of caffeine in it. And yeah, I know, I totally understand that we've all heard of the affogato and the espresso martini and espresso drinkers that have, oh, we have no trouble falling asleep. But research is research. And when you understand the signs of how caffeine works in your body, which I've just explained, it is absolutely impacting on the quality of your sleep. So shift workers, I'm going to wrap this one up right here. What I'm going to try and tell you is, please be very, very careful with your caffeine. Because this research is very recent, and it's a system review, systematic review of a meta-analysis. So it's looking over a whole heap of papers. Now, what we need to be very clear of is the impact that caffeine is having on our sleep. And as a shift worker, as I said before, we already have a desynchronized circadian rhythm a lot of the time because of our rotating different shifts. So to actually impact on that with further caffeine, and I get it, don't get me wrong, I totally get it. The temptation is to reach for caffeine. But you know what? Ask yourself the question. Is it caffeine to keep you awake you like, or is it actually the taste of it that you enjoy? And I know there's those people out there that don't enjoy caffeine at all, and we don't need those negative type of people in our life, honestly. Really? You can't have caffeine? Anyway, keep that in mind, and that's all I've got for you today. So it is nearly nine hours for your latte, which is two shots. Or it is 13.2 hours or 13 hours after your pre-workout. Now, I'm not saying that you can't sleep. What I am saying is it's definitely impacting on your sleep. So keep that in mind next time you reach for your caffeine. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is released. It would also be ever so helpful if you could leave a rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. If you want to know more about me or work with me, you can go to ahealthyshift.com. I'll catch you on the next one.